0: Yeah Welcome to SelfDiscoveryMedia.com, where the Orchard of Wisdom shows are at your fingertips. It ignites your soul, your heart, your spirit, your mind, and your body with illumination from people who have made the journey before you. They're here now to help you on your journey, on your path of self-discovery. We are funded by you, the audience, and the people we interview. If you wish to support us, please go to SelfDiscoveryMedia.com and press on our Fund Action button. Anything is appreciated. We would like you to sit back and enjoy the shows. Here we go. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Mental Health Awareness right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest today is Michael Unbroken. He says that becoming unbroken. What does that mean? He had a mirror moment and decided to stop being a victim of trauma and to let the hero be his own story. From homeless to hero, Michael is the founder of Think Unbroken, best-selling author, award-winning speaker, podcast host, coach, advocate for adult survivors of childhood trauma. At four years old, Michael's emotional, incestuous mother cut off his right index finger. She was a drug addict and an alcoholic. At six, his hyper abusive stepfather beat and hospitalized him. At seven, he was molested by a den mother in a Mormon church. From eight to 12, he was homeless and deep poverty and did what he did to survive by stealing food and only bathing at school. He got high for the first time at 12 and drunk at 13, and at 15, was expelled from school for selling drugs. At 18, he found himself in the deep In the vortex of being chasing around money and solving his problems, at 25. He was 350 pounds smoking two packs a day drinking himself to sleep and attempted suicide for the second time. Then he had his mirror moment and decided to stop being a victim of the trauma and become the hero of his own story. Since then, he has empowered over 100,000 trauma survivors to get out of that vortex, learn to love themselves, and become the hero of their own story. He's written multiple books, including the bestseller, Think Unbroken, Understanding and Overcoming Childhood Trauma, spoken in over 80 countries, won investments from uh, undercover billionaire Grant uh, Cardone, and is on a mission to end the generalization of trauma in his lifetime. His mission is to empower trauma survivors with the tools and the curriculum of Think Unbroken to get unstuck, to learn to love themselves, to get out of the vortex and reclaim their power by believing that by creating a palatable and practical tools that trauma warriors around the world can overcome their past, heal from their trauma, and become that hero. Welcome to the show, Michael.
1: Thank you, my friend. I'm very excited to be here with you today.
0: I always say that uh, the very best teachers in the world are the ones that have gone through it. Um, You understand it, you can speak the language, you can relate to people, people can relate to you. It's very hard for people to relate to people who maybe have just kind of done school, university, and now, you know, kind of teaching it because if they haven't experienced anything, how do they truly understand? And it is, I have actually a forgotten children series um, because I do believe that the trauma of adults always stems back to childhood. And if we don't pay attention to our children, invest in our children, nurture our children, this is why we have a dysfunctional society as a whole. So this has been your story and your epitome moment where you decided to change. Was it an aha moment or was it just enough is enough?
1: Um, you know, I feel like those are one and the same, you know, I, subconsciously or even consciously, I feel like we all know the thing that we're supposed to be doing. And that's the thing that keeps us up at that night. That's the thing that keeps us from sleeping that is with us in the silence, that is with us in the in-between moments that we carry through in our days and our lives. And it's when you are willing to finally look at that with like naked awareness yeah. and be like, I know what I need to do. It is until that moment that nothing will change. And for me, it was, you know, I, what happened is I woke up one morning. It's 11 o'clock in the morning. Now, keep in mind, I'm 350 pounds. Mm-hmm. I'm smoking a joint, eating chocolate cake and watching the CrossFit game. Like to me, I'm like, that's rock bottom. And, and I got up and I went, I looked at myself in the mirror in the bathroom. And I remembered being eight years old. And the, the water company had come and turned our water off. And it's this blistering hot Indiana summer day. And you know, our, our water was always getting turned off. The heat, the electricity, uh, getting evicted. We lived with over 30 different families over the course of four years. And this one particular day, I go in the backyard and I take this little blue bucket and I walk across the street to our neighbor's house. And I turned on the spigot on the side of their house. And for the first time I stole water.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I remember being like, when I'm a grown up, this won't be my life. And, and it wasn't like financially, but it wasn't every other way. Cause I had not done any of the work and I was still that hurt, lost little boy. And, and the truth about it, what people have to, to recognize that will change their life. What I recognized because I hit rock bottom was that at any moment you can change everything but you have to be willing to face the fear of the unknown. You see, it's really easy to be stuck in chaos because that's what we're used to. That's comfort, that's certainty, that's where we exist and where we live. And it's not until you step into the uncertainty and the fear that is often just so overwhelming, it feels like you can never surpass it. You feel like you're always gonna succumb to it, but it's, unless you're willing to do that, nothing's gonna be different. And the greatest thing that happened to me was that moment of looking in the mirror. And ultimately it was not only an epiphany and aha, but it was like, a, oh yeah, I already know what I'm supposed to be doing, so I'm gonna go do it. Right. And, and effectively it was me getting out of my own way and saying, all right, no more excuses, get it done, whatever it is, by any means necessary and show up for yourself. And without that, 11 years later, I wouldn't be talking to you. And mm-hmm. so it's just you know, one of those things that happened you know, whether it's serendipitous or the universe or God, whatever, I don't know. I don't care either, but it happened and it brought me to this moment. And that's only come through and i do not stop facing my fear every single day. There's always something. So it's about, can you continue to show up in your life every day, even though it's going to be scary? Cause it is, Mm -hmm. you know, I think Bruce Lee says it best. Don't ask for an easy life. Ask for the tools to deal with a life that is hard. Yes. Right? And and that's the truth about it. Because I don't know about you, but I don't know anybody who has an easy life. This shit's hard. Well, if,
0: if they actually say they do, they're delusional. <laughs> because that means they're just literally not living a the life. They kind of probably la-la-la-la to everything else that's going on around them. You yeah. can't escape yourself. You can't escape what's happened to you. You can't escape the impact that it's had on you. All you can do is find the strength and the courage and the willingness to go through the recovery, the rediscovery of who you really are meant to be. And that is a process. No one can do it for you. There is no downloadable app. There is uh, no, oh, I'm just going to skip this movement. No, you've got to be willing to go through the process. And you have to find the process that's right for you, that resonates with you, and that you really do feel, engaged with if you're not willing to engage in your life if you're not willing to be the hero of your own life then you will always be the victim in your own life
1: yeah and and look and i tried a lot of things too You know, I I did therapy, group therapy, men's group therapy, trauma-informed therapy, CBT, EMDR, NLP, ABC, all the acronyms. (laughs) Like I did everything, right? I tried it. I spent hundreds of thousands of dollars and every penny I had ever made. And I spent all of my time and my effort and my energy doing all of these things, every single modality you can possibly think of. I've tried it at least one time. And, And the truth about it is you're going to have to do that. Yeah. you're going to have to be willing to invest everything. Right. And it's not only about money. It's about time. It's about yes. effort. It's about energy. Yes. Right. And the money, will come and go, but you know, <laughs> some people are so, you know, one of the hardest things I think is like, you could go buy a book for $6 that could change your life, but mm-hmm. you're unwilling to do it because that requires for you to commit to something. And, and that's the truth about it. Like there, there is no one coming to rescue you. There are no Disney moments, whatever you think is about to happen, unless you put in massive work is not going to. And I look at my life and I go, know the the truth of the reality is it's been incredibly trying and difficult to be where i am today it's a lot of hard work it's a lot of getting up early and showing up and learning and asking questions and being willing to be vulnerable and discover but it's also a lot of like saying no to things right looking at trying all these modalities and like that doesn't work for me that's not my jam that's not what i want and, and really getting massive clarity about who you are because when you can acknowledge that and you hold on to it, not only will you build confidence, which I think is incredibly important and only happens through momentum of doing difficult things, but you also start to understand who you are at a deeper scale because the more that you do difficult things, the different that your questions will be for who you are. And in those questions, you're going to decipher and distill down the truth of what you're capable of. And everyone... I've never met anyone who wasn't capable of doing anything.
0: I agree. But the
1: difference between people who are successful in their life as defined by them, obviously, but the difference between success and failure in life is your willingness to show up.
0: Mm -hmm. In your own life. You know, we will see people show up, as you said, you were very successful. Money wasn't the problem. You were making it. Um, and a lot of people think that kind of being rich and successful is going to cure all of their ills. Well, now I'm, I'm secure. I'm rich. I've got money. People will think I have prestige. Uh, they'll look at me. They'll look up to me. And then, no, it doesn't matter. That's just a facade. The inside of you is still empty. You still don't feel connected to your own self. And it doesn't matter what money you've got. If you're poor inside, you will always be poor. And that means that you do have to participate in your own life and do what you need to do to find that self-love. And that it can be a very arduous and very uh, struggling journey, but it, it comes to a decision. I want to move forward. My past has been what's happened to me. It has defined who I am to a point, but I have the choice now of who I want to be and feed what you want to be in any means possible. But if you haven't got that mindset that if you haven't got that, I don't want to be this person, I want to be someone else. I want to find that inner love. I want to heal that inner child. I want to let that inner child know that they didn't do anything wrong. I want to grieve for the loss of their childhood. I want to nurture that inner child so that inner child can grow and become the love, a loving adult. But it does take work. You are going to have springboards back and springboards forward. But it's also about the people that you put around you too, isn't it? It's very, very important that you have people around you that are in a caring vibration.
1: Yeah, well, and probably more so than that around authentic people. Oh, yeah. You know, because here, here's the truth. This is the thing I, I believe to be true about trauma that people are not discussing enough. And I think maybe it's because we don't really understand it. And I mean, I could be wrong. And if that's the case, fine, whatever. But here's here's the way I think about it. Like childhood trauma is not the events, right? Like I sit here, I look at the scars. I look at the finger that I've had cut off. I look at the burns. I look at all those things. I go, that still wasn't the thing that was the hardest to get over, right? Right. The hardest thing is understanding that childhood trauma and abuse is the theft of identity. Yeah, The most dangerous thing that I could do as a child was be myself, mm-hmm. was have an opinion, was voice a want, need, or interest. The fastest way for me to get my head slammed into the wall was to say I needed something. Mm-hmm. right? And so you, you understand something to be very true about the human brain. It serves one purpose, survival. Mm-hmm. That's it doesn't care about anything else. It cares about making sure that you stay alive long enough to procreate. That's it. That's the yeah. truth of it. Right. And so when you think of it and you understand that, and then you look at the fact that the brain is very malleable and plastic and adaptive and built on survival, when you're in these positions of showing up for yourself, and then when you do, you suffer a ramification, Right. Something happens mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, sexually. There's a pain that comes along with you existing. Your brain starts to go, oh, wait, I don't think I should do that anymore. That hurt. And what happens is over time, you learn to placate and bend who you are to the will of other people for survival because it's safe when you do. And the fucked up part is that serves you for a period of time. Right when you're 12, 17, six years old, you go, okay, if I bend myself, I'm going to be safe. And then what happens is you're 24, 36, 72 Mm. years old, you don't know how to say yes. And you don't know how to say no, because the only thing you've ever done is pretend to be somebody else, because that's where you are safe. And that's where the loss of identity exists. And so when I, when I think about even who I am sitting down, having this conversation with you, this is, I am a realization of an idea of the person I thought I could be. And that only came through testing the waters, mm-hmm. like really just dipping my toes in different things and going, okay, is this me or is this yeah, not me? That's and your self-discovery. That, exactly. And that's exactly what it is. It is discovery because here's the messed up part about this. You've never been you before.
0: Right. How do you because know every time who you, you, you are until tried- you meet yourself? <gasps>
1: <laughs> Every time that you tried to be you, yeah. you suffered. Yes. And so now one of the things that becomes really true about healing trauma is if you can get to what I'm about to say, you will advance in your life in ways you will never understand. And people who don't understand what I'm about to say are going to think I'm egotistical. And the people who listen to what I'm about to say, their lives will be different. I only do what I want to do. And I never do what I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't mean I don't do the monotony of life because I promise you I do, but it does mean that I'm not going to bend or placate myself for you. If you don't like me, Great, that's nothing to do with me. Yes, if you love me, great, has nothing to do with me, <laughs> right? What the truth about life is, is healing trauma on the backside of all of this is to just simply be okay with who you are when you look in that mirror and to face your fear and not question your agency, yeah, and to show up every single day as the person that you choose to be. I'm six foot four, covered in tattoos, gold ring in my ear. I keep all of these things in my like, I'm going to be me no matter what. And if you don't like me, I don't care. Right. And that's what happens when you start to heal is that you're willing to be who you are without the fear of consequences that from really realistically, for the most part, are non-existent at this point in your life. Because guess what? You're not a child anymore. Right.
0: I spent 50 years bending myself into a press or trying to be what people wanted me to be. Losing my identity, I never had an identity. This person wanted this for me, this person wanted that for me. And then I disappointed them because it wasn't enough, because it wasn't me, right? They were never satisfied because I was never giving them me. I didn't know who me was. And it took me 50 years for me to stand up on myself and say, I'm enough just who I am. I'm enough for, for just being Sarah. I don't have to be anything else you want me to be. You either like me or you don't. You either want to be in my company or you don't. You either want to listen to these shows or you don't. I'm not offended if you don't. That just means I'm not your cup of tea. That's okay. I have no control over your opinion of me and I will no longer bend over backwards or into a pretzel or twist myself into some sort of misery and desperation and low self-esteem to try and be what you want me to be. It's a waste of life altogether. And when you realize that, And you step into your own beautiful glory, your own heart, connect with your own heart and literally live by the beat of your heart. The passion of who you are comes through. And then you are enough for all of those people that feel that resonance of your heart. But ultimately, the person you've got to live with is you. You need to get to a space where you can live with you quite happily and not be running from yourself.
1: Yeah. And you have to be willing to acknowledge that the reason why you haven't been able to do that is because you've been ingrained with these terrible Mm -hmm. ideas of who it is that you think you are. You've been embedded with these and meshed into them, groomed into them. And so, you know, growing up, you hear, you're not good enough, you're not Mm -hmm. strong enough, you're not capable enough. This is why you're ugly, dumb, fat, stupid, whatever. This is why your dad left. This is why you're homeless. This is why you're poor, Like blah, blah, blah. And then you start telling yourself that. and, And then that becomes your identity, right? Because that's what has been taught to you. Again, we're adaptive. You yes. adapt to that. You go, okay, and we cool, believe,
0: we believe all these things. Why we don't question it? Why don't we yeah. question it?
1: Well, that's until you question it, your life's not going to be different. No. And so, if you're willing to understand that there's causation and correlation between everything that happens in your life, and to simply look at this and go, you know what? The truth is, I'm not who I am because my parents destroyed me. Your life will be different, mm-hmm. right? My community destroyed me, my neighbors, my teachers, my peers, right? The people I was around, they didn't take care of me. They didn't do the thing that they were supposed to do. And thus I had to learn the hard way and got false narratives about who I am. And when you can sit with that and look, it's going to be difficult because that means you're going to have to make meaning of some really bad experiences. Mm -hmm. And that's not fun. Nobody wants to do that. I promise you the one thing I never want to do is go to therapy. I never want to go there. I don't want to go to coaching. I don't want to read books. I don't want to do podcasts. I don't want to listen to, but I ask myself, well, who do I want to be? Mm -hmm. Who do I want to be? Okay, cool. Well, what does it require for me to be that Mm -hmm. person, to be a person of value who gives to their community, their family, their neighbors, their church, their kids, their their lover, their everything. Like, Mm -hmm. What does it mean to show up for yourself every single day? And until you have massive clarity about who you want to be, I literally sat down one day and I wrote out exactly who I am to a T. And today I'm that person, right? But I'm still not yet the person that I'm going to be because I'm not good enough yet because I haven't yet learned the skills to get there, which is still like 37 years away. So every single day I go, okay, cool, I got to show up. I got to continue to learn. I got to continue to go to therapy and have a coach and have conversations and grow and be around people who are smarter than me as much as humanly possible so that I can start to continue to learn and grow because where I'm going, I may not be there yet, but I will get there. But that only comes because I have massive clarity about what I want.
0: The thing is, don't be afraid of learning. It is not about learning, getting a degree and you don't need to learn anymore. It is, it, you're going to be learning lifelong. To the day you die, you're always going to be learning about something, something about yourself. Uh, things happen to you and you have to, like a phoenix, rise from the ashes and you discover how strong you are. You discover how courageous you are. You discover you had abilities that you never knew you had. You discover that you have an aptitude for something that you absolutely love, that you never knew that was there. And that is something you're going to immerse yourself into because it becomes a passion is something you love to do. And you're going to learn from that and everything that happens from that. The moment you look at learning as something painful, you will never learn the lesson. But when you look at learning as something like, I'm just going to devour it and see what it does to my life. See what I become because of it and be hungry for the learning. Life becomes intriguing. It becomes something you wish to explore, becomes an adventure. Something we really want to participate in, but we gotta be willing to learn from whoever, and those unexpected lessons that come along, somebody you're sitting at the bus stop with, or somebody you meet in the park, those people that just say something profound that can pivot you in another way, be open and ready to receive the lesson wherever it comes from.
1: Yeah, and look, I mean, here's how I always think about it. If I'm willing to learn, then when I fail, that means that there's a lesson. And yes, and and not when a failure. I, when I had a fixed mindset, right? Having the language for that now, when I had a fixed mindset and I would fail, I'd destroy myself. And then I realized, like, wait a second, that doesn't make sense. There's got to be something here that's practical or palatable that I can use to continue to make betterment of this situation. And I think a lot of that has come from you know being self-employed and running multiple businesses, but a lot of it has come just through the day-to-day with relationships, with friendships, with my family, with people who are strangers on the street, with communications like this, and just going, you know, you're not always going to win, no. but when you're not winning, you're learning. And yes. as long as you're, as long as you can adapt that and understand that you're always going to be in a position where your life can be better. And I think the most important thing that, I've discovered in this entire journey is just the willingness to be a learner, the willingness to show up and to educate myself, because, you know, you think about it, you get a job, right? You get it. You have a job description first. They break down and tell you everything that you're going to be doing, right? You get into, uh, you go buy a car, they break it all. You know, everything that's going to be happening. You go to the doctor, you get a medicine. They give you all the thing that's going to be happening, except you don't get that for life. No, And so you have to put together your playbook and you have to decide your direction. You have to build your values, your rules, your boundaries, your wants, your needs, your interests. You've got to create all of who you are, but you're going to fail along the way a lot. You know, I think John Maxwell, I don't think I know John Maxwell wrote a book called failing forward. And it's this amazing book about this idea of learning. This is amazing book about this idea of trying and showing up every single day. And it wasn't until I read that book a very long time ago that things in my life became different because I realized like every time I was failing, I was just destroying myself. And ultimately, you're not going to find success in that.
0: No, I think one of the things that um, we can put as a warning sign when we're busy learning who we are and we want to protect ourselves from forces that could harm us, we can become a little rigid. And the thing is rather like a tree. If the tree is strong-rooted and has a strong trunk, those branches can go with the wind no matter what the wind does. We have to be flexible because the wind is always going to come along and try to blow us off our roots. But if our roots are strong and who we are and what, what, our, what our morals are, what our philosophy is, who we are at the very core of our being, but we're willing to be flexible and go with the wind, then we're not going to break But if you're going to be rigid, because you think that's protecting you, well, that's when the trunk can start cracking and start breaking down. So we've got to learn to be flexible without losing our core.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's very true. And and you'll find that, at least I have found the older that I get, the more flexible I'm willing to be, Mm -hmm. because the more I recognize how often I'm wrong, you know, the more often I recognize how often I'm right, the more often that I'm aware And I think with, again, coming back to it, just that awareness, it gives you the ability to be flexible because when you become, here's what one of the big differentiating factors in my life has been is I used to only look for problems. Mm -hmm. I used to only look for problems. Now I only look for solutions and that that's where the flexibility comes. If, If somebody tells me, no, I'm like, great, let me figure out the solution. Tell me, I, I, I recently accomplished the goal. It took me seven years. This dude told me no, probably 50 times. And I was like, nope, we're going to figure it out. No one's going to stop me from having my dreams. Mm -hmm. nobody. Right. And so when you become solution oriented, you start thinking outside the box, well, what does it mean to do this thing that I want to accomplish? How do I further better my life? Like whatever that thing is. And so when you focus on trying to find a solution and a positive outcome, it's incredible. The links that you will go to make that happen within your values and your moral character, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I I think that that's the biggest thing is like just recognizing and sitting it and going who you are today is a person that has the ability to find the tool to go to where you want to be tomorrow, but you've got to be willing to search it out and, and find out like when the first time it doesn't work, like you've never been good the first time you've done something or the fifth or the hundredth for Mm -hmm. that matter. And, and yet we fail the first time and we stop. It's like, how bad do you really want it? You know, playing the victim is super easy. Because yes. the second you hit a wall, you're going to blame the wall. Right. And when I hit a wall, I go, cool, how do I get over it, under mm-hmm. it, dig through mm-hmm. it, put some dynamite on it. I don't care. <laughs> I'm getting through that wall. Yeah. Right. And so that that's the difference. Like, can you put yourself in that position?
0: I um, completely agree. Um, and, you know, you, you have a vision of what you want, you want to achieve, and you you're very clear on what that vision is. But it's also, gained the flexibility of how that's going to come about, because very often that's your vision. How you're going to get there is the journey. And the journey is, is that this person, that person, this person, that situation, all of these things start becoming the lovely Lego blocks that fit together. And if we don't become dictatorial in our lives, well, I'm only going to have it this way. It's only got to be that way you're restricting yourself you're restricting the beautiful gifts that can come to you, when we look at this is what I want to achieve. And how I want to achieve it, I will learn and be flexible and be open and ready to receive along the way to achieve that. Again, it's back to that flexibility because that's how energy works. And we are energy and we want to step up into a higher frequency. And when we're in that higher frequency, we project that positivity and that actually opens the doors for us with so many more people. If you're a victim, people are going to treat you like a victim. If you're a person that really loves life, loves who you are, loves your meaningful purpose, people want to be around you. They want to help you. They want to help you get to your goals. So what you're projecting is what you're inviting. So think twice if you're still wanting to be the victim mode, because people get a little tired of the constant violin.
1: Well, I mean, look, I think about it like this. You have every right in the world to be the victim, Mm -hmm. but, but it's up to you whether or not that's bringing value to your life. Yeah. And you can play the victim all day. I did it for a long time. It was great. It was real super fun to always be miserable. I loved it. It was awesome. So you can be the victim or you can decide not to. Mm -hmm. But that's really going to start with the way that you're talking to yourself and the way that you're showing up in your own life, because so many people, you know, they don't understand the truth that the words that they're using with themselves matter so much. Yes. Right. And, and, and there are people saying things to themselves right now. I'm like, if you said that to me, I'd punch you in the face. Right. And you're expecting yourself to be successful. Right. See, what you have to understand is what you think becomes what you speak what you speak become your actions and your actions become your reality. And so the words that you're using will become your action and that will become your truth. And so if you're telling yourself, you're a loser, you're stupid, you're dumb, you're not good enough. Nobody loves you. woe was me. I'm the victim. Guess what? You're going to act like that.
0: Exactly. And then
1: that's going to be the exact environment that you're in. And when you shift that and you start operating through the scope of someone who is kind to themselves mm-hmm. That will change so one of the first things i always teach my clients whenever anybody comes into work with me i teach them this you take a pen and a piece of paper and you write this down and you convince yourself of this until it's true i am the kind of person who is kind to myself
0: mm-hmm.
1: i am the kind of person who is kind to myself and you're probably thinking like why does that matter what well, matters is because in these moments that you must make choices and decisions about who it is that you are you will ask yourself what would a kind person do in this moment? How would a kind person treat themselves? How would a kind person think? And through that, what would happen is that those will become your actions. And next thing you know, that becomes your reality. And so what would a kind person go to therapy? Would a kind person show up to the gym? Would a kind person eat healthy? Would a kind person stop cheating on their partner? Would a kind person quit the job that's taking away from their life? Would a kind person take the trip to wherever they wanted to go because they felt so called to do it and go be of service? And when you start asking yourself that, it helps you face that fear, which ultimately leads you down this pathway to get to where you are. And that's mindset. Yes. See, people are always telling you mindset, mindset, mindset. But what I just told you is what mindset actually is. Mm-hmm. It's the ability to change the way you think so that the way you show up in the world becomes the reality that you create.
0: Mm-hmm. In my um, counseling practice, one of the things I would get people to do is two columns, write down everything that you think is against you in the world, all the things that you're unhappy about and all the things that you're grateful for. And then to look at all those things that that you don't like, look at all the things that you're grateful for, feed the gratitude. Feed the gratitude. What you feed is what's going to grow. If you're going to feed the misery, that's all that's going to grow. If you start looking at how many things you could be grateful for, and that is go out in nature. You know, look at all the beauty that this earth gives us. Look at the the joy of a child or a puppy dog. You know, look at the the laughter that people have. When you put yourself in a situation where you can say, I'm grateful for the sunny day. I am grateful for the people I know in my life. I'm grateful for that smile that person just gave me. And you start living in that gratitude, that appreciation. You start focusing on that. And then you start turning it in on yourself. You know, I'm grateful for me. I can do these things. I smiled back. I made someone's day. I contributed. What I did counted. Because we all want to count. We all want to know that we're of service to one another. That we're seen and we're heard. Well, you have got to show up in your own life to be seen and heard. So decide what you're going to water, what you're going to nurture, because that is what's going to grow. And all of these things you're unhappy about, well, what are you going to do about them? You're going to choose happiness over them. That means you're going to slowly delete all that misery there. That doesn't mean you're going to forget it because it's always there as a reminder. It just means that you're no longer going to feel it. And it's not going to dictate your life because you've stepped into joy.
1: Yeah, but you have to decide that. You have to decide that. And if you don't decide that, then nothing's going to be different. And, and I wish it were more simple than that, but it's not like, it's really about making decisions every single day. You know, it it is, it is literally leaving the job. It is literally leaving the relationship. It is literally like on the drop of a dime saying, no, I'm not going to do this and changing your mind and not like, even it's really funny to me. Like, even in the moment when you recognize the truth to be different than what you thought it was to acknowledge that and to remove yourself or on the opposite side, to add yourself, to go Mm -hmm. for it, to do the thing. Right. And and that's what it's about is that awareness because where your attention goes, your energy will follow. And if you're paying attention, then your energy will go to places that better your life. And if you're not paying attention, you're going to find yourself back in the old habits back in the old neighborhood, doing the same things that took away from you, because that's where you're safe. Like, believe it or not, if you come from traumatic experiences, there's safety in the chaos. Mm. It feels good to be in that because that's what's known. You Mm. hear trauma survivors all the time go, I thrive in chaos. Well, that's Mm. stupid. How long do you want to do that? Yeah. I'm not saying I don't too, because I do, but it's dumb to me. And I look at it, I go, okay, cool. How do I thrive in the peace? Yes. How do I thrive in the love and the gratitude and the, and the fun Well, the only way that's going to happen is you got to give yourself permission to be in that space. And that's only going to come through acknowledgement.
0: It's making order out of the chaos. Chaos is always around you. You know, I interviewed a, a monk that would take people into Times Square to meditate in Times Square. And it's all very well meditating in silence. But how do you find your center and your peace amongst the chaos around you? How can you go in and just be one Take that breath and be centered. And you know the chaos is always going to be there. And I know it can be unrattling and it can be very, very hard to deal with. You need to have a technique that can take you in where you can take that breath and go into self where you know the peace is. But of course, you've got to find the peace first. But when you get there and you get to that place of self-love and peace, this is where I'm home. I can come home to myself. I can regroup. So whatever chaos is out there, I know how to make order out of it, or I know how to leave it all together.
1: Yeah. And that comes from awareness and from being willing to be vulnerable with yourself. And And practice,
0: practice, practice, right?
1: Well, yeah. And it's going to take you longer to do anything than you think it's going to. Yeah. I mean, that's just the nature of the world. Like I think about, you know, one of the things I think about quite often is people always go, patience is a virtue. Mm. No, it's not. Patience is a skill. You got to hone and craft that shit because patience is a nightmare. I am not, I historically, I've not been a patient person and it wasn't until I was like, oh, wait a second. Actually, this is a skill. This Mm -hmm. is not inherent. You learn patience, you adapt patience. And when you do that, what happens also is you find empathy and compassion in your life because what you recognize is that you're having this human experience and you've never done this before. Right you know yeah. and so you're learning on the fly you're you're learning every single day through the actions that you're taking and through the choices that you're making and and the thing about patience too that i think is really interesting is we're going to live a long time Like, hopefully you're going to live a long time. Right. And the average person I think is living like 75 years old right now. I mean, even if you're in your thirties, that gives you 40 years. If you're in your 20, if you're in your fifties, that gives you 20 more years. Even if you're in your sixties, that gives you 10 more years, 67 here folks, 10 years. Like, do you know what you can do in 10 years? It's unbelievable what you can, your whole life can be so much different than it is today.
0: Yeah. Don't worry about, Oh no, it's too late now. Bullshit. You know, it's, it's never, ever, ever too late to step into yourself. And another thing about patience, I had an abundant amount of patience for the people around me to change. Thinking that if they changed my life would be better. mm. If I helped them change, my life would be better. And their change had nothing to do with me. I could be there as a mentor. I could be there as a supporter. I could be there with skills and tools. But my life was my change. I had, if I wanted something different, if I wanted something better, I had to change. And yes, being patient with other people is very different to being patient with yourself. And you do need to be patient with yourself. You do need to learn that skill. Because you will find you'll take a few steps forward and then a few steps back. It is a bit of a cha-cha-cha until you get a momentum, until you get into that groove where, you know what? I like this feeling and this life and this person so much more. There are no more steps going back. That doesn't mean there aren't going to be obstacles or more challenges, but when they come, you know how to face them. You've got the skills, you've got the tools. You're not going to be flattened by them because you can take that deep breath, center yourself in that chaos and sort it out or walk away from it where in the past, it would have com- completely crippled you.
1: Yeah. And that comes with decisions. It's, you know, what do you want? Because ultimately at the end of the day, like here, you're going to die.
0: Mm-hmm. We all do.
1: So, so choose the path.
0: <laughs> choose to live.
1: <laughs> yeah. Choose the path you want to go down. You can live or you can die in your choice and your agency and who you want to be or who everyone else has told you to be. Right. And I promise you that if you get on your deathbed and you have not lived life through what you want, you're going to die with regret. And, I guarantee and that you. to me is a life unlived. And that to me is probably the most terrifying part of the human experience.
0: Yeah. You know, we always refer to people as the walking dead, um, literally just going through life robotically. And, and that is, um, you know, the the, the human droids, where they'll just kind of take commands and do it. And if I don't become attached to anything, then I'm not responsible for anything. And I'll just accept the status quo. And that is just a robotic droid life that is, for me, a waste of life. And life is is about your self-discovery. It is about how flawsome you are. It is about your beautiful, meaningful purpose. It's about what instrument you are, how you learn to play it, which orchestra you join, which symphony that you resonate out. We're all here to be a part of the equation. And if we decide to step into what is my meaningful purpose, what is my service, there's got to be more than life than what I'm being dictated to be. right? And if we look at life, there are so many people that are sheeple. They're just barring along to what everybody does. That's how... There is love in this fear when you're in fear that's how hate comes about that's how violence comes about that's how extremes comes about and when you've got people stirring up the fear and for the people who don't know love who don't know self-worth who don't have any direction to go into they will gladly step into the hate because it's an emotion they can spend from just being kind of a droid we are all responsible for our own lives and our own contribution, and the only person that can help you is you. Many people along the way can help you, but you've got to decide you want to be helped.
1: Yeah, I mean, and I have mentors. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm very fortunate. I'm mentored by some of the greatest minds on planet Earth, but I had to choose to follow the path to get there, yes. and it took a very long time to be able to work with some of these people. Like a very long time, and a lot of investment, mm-hmm. and a lot of different things to get to that place. And so, you know, for me, that's living life on my terms because I said, "Well, who 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 do I want to learn from?" Yeah. Because if you're not willing to go and find that, like we're communal, you can't mm-hmm. do this on your own. No. You can try, but I promise you, you're going to find the same thing that everyone else who has tried has found. Yes. It's not going to be possible. You have to have 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 community. You have to have people who want to come into your life to speak into you, to guide you, to coach you, to lead you, to show you the path. And you're going to save so much time. Because yes. that person in front of you has already been there and they go, Hey, I already did this thing that you're about to do. I'm telling you right now, this is the outcome. If you do X and then you mm-hmm. go, okay, great. You just saved me five years. And exactly. then you get into this position in which you find that the people around you are also a part of that community because that will shift as well, because the deeper you get into knowing the more that people around you will shift and change. And honestly, you want that because yeah. without that, you're going to not know if you're changing because mm-hmm. you're vibrating on a different level of authenticity city with people. And there are people who are going to want to pull you down. And there's people who want to rise you up and you need to be around those people. And you need to be around people who are going to push you. And accountability should be this really encouraging thing where people around you are telling you, Hey, you got this, let's go. You can do it. But at the same time, they're going to kick you in the ass if you're not showing up because they can see that you're not doing the thing you said you're going to do. And ultimately at the end of the day, however, you can have that community, you can have those people, you can have the mentors, you can have all the things in the world, but if you're not willing to show up, then it's fruitless and you're wasting your life.
0: Mm. Yeah. You know, I go with the the ruler analogy. Um, 12 inches because I'm not metric, um, you know, six to 12 are the people on the various levels of positivity. And you have those, you know, four and fives that are on the journey to stepping into that positivity. And you have the one to three are the the people that have chosen to be in misery and just want to stay miserable because they, they just thrive on it if you are not protecting those four to fives that are trying to step over into the six of positivity they're going to become victims of the one to three piranhas so when you see somebody you know when you know that you i i am stepping out of this life i am stepping into something positive it is absolutely essential that you actually isolate yourself from anyone family or not who don't want you to succeed, who don't believe in you, um, who just think it's a waste of time if they've chosen misery and you haven't. You need to isolate yourself from those people and put yourself in that community that is already there because they will help you pull through to that vulnerable stage, that first few steps. It is very, very important of your arena at that time. The other two things that I don't like at all is don't compare please don't compare yourself with someone. You may have a mentor. I want to be like them. No, you don't want to be them. You would like to emulate what the success they've had in their life, but it's your success. Also don't compete. The only competition is with yourself. Don't compete with others because it's not about who gets there first. It's all about you and how you get where you need to go in your life. And only you could set those steps.
1: Yeah. And it's going to be different for everybody. And yeah. I think that That's the thing. You got to find what works for you. You know, when I look at, at the mentors that I track, I go, cool. They're, they're where I want to go, but they're not who I want to be. And and I'm hyper competitive. I love to compete. You play, nobody will even play Monopoly with me anymore because I'm too competitive. (laughs) I'm dead serious. And so I look at that. I want to win. I want to win all the time. But the, the truth about it is like when at what cost, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't, mm-hmm. I don't sacrifice my moral character or my values right. or, or my boundaries for that. And that's, that's competing with yourself. And yes. so when I'm in this position, I'm trying to show up, I'm trying to win. Are there other, like, there's so many times in my life where I already decided I had won. Right. Mm-hmm. And other people are like, you know, how did you know you were going to win? Cause I had decided. Yes. And that's the truth about it. You have to decide. That doesn't mean it's always going to be in the cards because mm-hmm. the you know shit happens. But you know you have to be willing to believe in yourself enough, have enough confidence. And look, people will up, tell you you're being arrogant or you're being cocky, and. Like if Mm -hmm. that makes you, if like you're operating in a world in which you're showing up and you're following through and you're doing that, that's a reflection that people don't want to see in their lives. And so when they see self-belief, they want to tout it as arrogance because they don't have that tool. And that tool, I promise you only comes from doing these hard things. So when I'm on stage or when I'm writing or when I'm here or when I'm playing games with friends or whatever, I'm confident. I believe Mm -hmm. I'm going to win because if you don't believe in yourself, who will,
0: right. And of course, if you do lose, it's having the grace. Somebody else won. It was their turn, right? They just, they beat you. Good for them. Um, and it's never been the sore loser because everybody has the right to win at something. But, you know, you, you talk about um, being confident and a lot of people get it mixed up with ego. Uh, when it's ego that you're willing to hurt someone to be the winner or when you're willing to hurt someone, put them down. Um to, and your self-importance is at the expense of other people, then no, we don't want that. But to be self-confident in who you are, in your own self-love, and what you stand for, is the resonance that we want in the world. Because we all want to love and respect and value ourselves and who we are and what we contribute. That confidence is what we want from people. When you see it on the other side, of the ego, of that self-importance, the sore loser, the person who doesn't care if somebody else is hurt as long as they're okay, then we're looking at a totally different game. You're not there yet. You're not self-confident. You're, you're in a false confidence.
1: Yeah. And I mean, ultimately you're only going to discover that by finding out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, mental health today, people think it's all got to do with, you know, either bipolar or post-traumatic stress or this or that. Mental health is every single aspect of our lives. Uh, You know, I'm sure you still have some post-traumatic stress triggers that come up, um, you know, of what's happened in the past. You can't help it. It happened to you. There are some things sometimes that will trigger something but you know what to do with it now. You know not to go down that rabbit hole, but we've all got something that like, no, 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 I don't want to go there. Um, Everybody has some form of mental health issue that they have to overcome, but it's also maintaining a mental health by being true to who we are and being honest with ourselves and being true to to everyone else and who we are, that is a part of our mental health, which is also our physical health, our spiritual health, everything health. So mental health isn't just for people who have dysfunctions, as some people like to put it. It is a state of mind of healthiness in the way you look at life, and we all need to be there, don't we?
1: Yeah, you do, And and when you can get there, you'll be fascinated to see how the world around you shifts because it feels like it's this big thing, but it's not, yeah. it's really not. It's, it's so much more nuanced than that. And, and the day to day, I mean, when you, and I'll say this too, cause yes, I mean, yes, I'm 11 years in this journey and yes, I've coached hundreds of thousands of people and yes, all the, I, I get triggered all the time. Yes. All the time, because that's part of this. I tell everyone who comes into my courses, into my coaching, I'm like, you just signed up for a rest of your life class.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: This ain't going to be done in two days or six weeks right. because every single day you're going to be faced with something. And so it's really about the awareness to use the tools that you've, you've mm-hmm. learned to be able to navigate what's next, okay. because I promise you what's next is coming. I don't know what it is. I don't know where it is, but it's coming because that's how this happens. And if you're okay with like recognizing that you're you're going to be far better off
0: exactly it's not going to flatten you it's not going to disturb you it's just going to be okay uh, you know what to do with it and you know we don't we don't want it to rock our boat you know uh, or sink us and so if you know what to do with it because you've been there done it you know the skills you know the tools up to adapt to it it's okay you know yeah it's there hello memory goodbye memory <laughs> down you go and we move forward and we have to choose the light that we wish to live in don't we and that's really really important choose your light how do you want to represent and people know when you're being authentic or not they know when this is facade talk because you can hear the hollowness in it but when people people speak from that heart conviction when they are really speaking from the gut and the soul then they really do know you are it. You're not just speaking it.
1: Yep. hundred percent, my friend.
0: So tell us about the book and also about all the very many podcasts that you do.
1: Yeah. Um, so I wrote Think Unbroken a few years ago. Um, I've written a couple of books. My next book will be coming out um, in the summertime called Unbroken Man. Um, it's a man's guide to healing trauma. And you know, everything that I do, I tell people all the time, it's for free on my podcast called mm-hmm. Think Unbroken Podcast. So you can go to thinkunbrokenpodcast.com and everything that I teach is there all mm-hmm. the time, 100% free.
0: And, you know, that's the thing is um, the willingness to share. When you've been through strife in your life and you have found a way out and you found a way to be your strength, you know who you are, you can't help but want to share the music, right? You You can't help. It's just that... You can't look at other people and see them suffering without wanting to share some skills, some tools. I mean, it's their free will. Inspiration begets invitation. So when you inspire others, you're inviting them to step up into their own lives. And that's what it's just take that first step, please. Take that first step. I know you're wobbly, but we've got you, right? You know, and Yes, it's a journey, and yes, it could be hard at times, but the more and more you immerse into it, the easier it gets, the more joyful it is, the more purposeful it is, and the more reason for for living is there. But you've got to be willing to go for the journey. And on your podcast, you have all of this wonderful wisdom that you keep sharing, and people can just listen, listen, listen until they're ready to participate.
1: Yeah, it's all there. It's just waiting for you.
0: And this site, your site,
1: Uh, you can go to thinkunbrokenpodcast.com.
0: So it's all under that. Yep. And your books can be found.
1: Yeah. They're everywhere. They can be found at the library, on Amazon, at Walmart, everywhere, you know, and I put the first book is on the podcast. Mm -hmm. I put it on there for free. Right. I mean, I literally mean everything that I do is on the podcast Mm -hmm. because I want access to information because my goal is ultimately very simple. To end generational trauma in my lifetime through education and information.
0: I'm 100% with you there. I totally agree and it's only when we bring awareness and support to the families. I mean, your mother was a drag addict alcoholic. The things that she did to if she was in her right mind she would never would have done it. So she was a victim of her circumstances that passed on And so on and so on. If if we don't break the cycle, if we don't change the system, if we don't support the people in need, this cycle is constantly going to be going on. So we have to, as a collective, say, no more. Let's look at the broken system. Where can we fix it? How can we invest in it? How can we support the people instead of condemning, judging and damning them? They are screaming for help let us step up. But you can't help unless you yourself are whole. So become whole yourself first.
1: Yeah, well said.
0: So some parting words, my dear.
1: Yeah, you know, I I think that we covered a lot today. And I think the most important thing people can do is show up for themselves. Nobody's coming. There ain't no Disney moment. Make (laughs) a decision.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Thinkunbroken.com slash podcasts or slash speak uh, many other things there get the book listen to the book on the podcast listen to all the other podcasts pick up all his other books Uh, you are asking for help you know that you need to move forward I know it's scary but I promise you we've been through it through it because we were willing to take the process willing to invest in ourselves time money effort love compassion for ourselves. And I promise you coming out the other side is so worth it. So please be willing to take the journey and invest in yourself. Reach out to Michael. He's there for you. Until next time, folks. Bye for now. We hope that you enjoyed the show right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. Please tune in to our selfdiscoverymedia.com slash shows and you will see all the other genres that we have from you. Every week on Tuesday, we bring you new shows from illuminating people. If you know someone that should be interviewed, please contact us at info at selfdiscoverymedia.com. Now stay tuned for your next show.